3: Get a hey, everybody. Welcome to Slimefire Radio, episode 423. This is September 23rd, 2021. I'm only your host, Kelly Lynn.
0: I'm Adriel Misha. And I'm Kyle Half.
3: <laughs> Kyle F. Half. Just, you, oh, Half. Okay. Half. All right. You're going to go with Kyle Half. All right. Uh, anyways, hi, everybody. <laughs> I know that we've talked to each other quite a bit over the last couple of days a lot actually didn't we we had that I special didn't... episode
0: on monday yeah, i didn't I... put it on on the podcast though i just left it live because yeah,
3: kinda... who wants to
0: listen to that after
3: i dropped in kind of but then i forgot about you and i had to drive home and just like i was so depressed anyways okay <laughs> i just didn't want to talk about it all right so why don't we get into what we did in guns uh what we did in guns is brought to you by the calgary shooting center is canada's premier firearm retailer and right now what they have in stock is the wi uh, iwi uh x95 in stock they have it in black uh od green and flat dark earth you want to bring it up there
0: it's odg FDE. it's a it's an x95 they've got them in yeah. stock they're 2900 bucks okay. Yeah, uh, I think the price has gone up recently on those cost they, of living. Yeah, inflation. they have gone
3: up. I mm-hmm. remember them being twenty three hundred dollars, and now they're twenty twenty three ninety nine maybe. Yeah. Well, they're right right on sale, but yeah. those days are gone. But yeah. I shot one on the weekend. It was a lot of fun. So everybody should go out and shoot one. So they're it's cool favorite. guns. Five five six. Might as well. We can still shoot that for the next week or two. Anyways,
0: <laughs> there's the Tavor sevens that are in 308 as well.
3: Yes, mm. those are fun too. I shot one of those recently as well.
0: Should... Real interested in the idea of using those as like a hunting rifle close yeah. in, because I love pups, Like slinging a bullpup, oh, it's so good. They're so comfortable. They're so compact. Getting them in and out of a truck is like nothing. Getting them like they're so easy to get into a blind. They're really yep. really handy. Mm. Yeah, you can't hard. brace them against a tree like you can a regular rifle, or you can't like brace it off of a fence post or something like that as easily. Uh, but offhand, pretty
3: okay. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun. All right, so Adriel, why don't you tell us what you did guns this week?
0: Uh, I went to the range. Actually what? The range. Mm-hmm. You went mm-hmm. to the range? I know you're surprised. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, was, I was doing it and moving stuff at the same time. So I moved the last load of stuff that I needed to get on my house before listing it uh, on Sunday. And at the same time, my brother kind of lives over near the Sherwood Park Fishing Game Range. So I hit that up at the same time. And I shot the... What did I shoot? My Fancy 22. Because mm-hmm. I needed to set it in for... I, I, I uh, my ammo is like in bins and it's all locked up at my buddy's place. So I, I found, I found some blazer. And I'm like, nah, good enough. Cause I'm going to shoot CRPS this weekend coming up. Right. So I'm shooting it with blazer. And uh, eh, so I,
3: I decided it's okay.
0: that it's fine. I, yeah. I, I got really decent accuracy at 50. It's, uh, it's punching so a it's, nice are little are you ragged hole in it. CR or, mm-hmm. or CRPS.
3: Oh, you're going out a little distance though
0: that's why I wanted the high velocity
3: Yeah, because I've done it before. Closer.
0: at standard velocity. There's a little bit more cranking. And if you there's little, there's less give in, mm. in your, uh, in your elevation when you're doing that.
3: Okay. Doesn't it suck to move and have stuff everywhere?
0: Yeah. You have it in yeah.
3: storage. You have it at your friend's place. you yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, right. yes, it does. I had to grab 308 ammo for that, uh, Valmet as well and, and do a bit of shooting with that uh fun gun fun gun to shoot yeah 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 pretty like shooting a 308 uh semi-auto there's like the recoil is very mild i mean it's a heavy gun it's uh it's gas operated uh and had that bipod up on the front um mm-hmm. i feel like if i could shoot it off the grass prone it would have been amazing because it had like real spiky feet on the, on the bipod. So I, th- I could have preloaded it really nicely Yeah, uh, off the bench. It was just sliding all over the place. So mm-hmm. I was just taking the full, the full run of it kind of a thing, but yeah, it was, it was a fun gun to shoot Uh, hundred percent reliable and uh, yeah, good accuracy out there. Um, I think that's it. I got a uh, three videos queued up with my editor and I'm going to have probably another couple tonight. And then I think Rick's going to be out here tomorrow. Yeah, So, uh, we're going to set up a CRPS match. Nice. Do some, do some long range 22 shooting.
3: Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you're going to have fun.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, okay. uh, no, that's it for me.
3: Well, you want to throw it over to half
0: over to half.
3: All right.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's spent a lot of time this last week. out moose hunting. Uh, few close encounters, uh, But wasn't able to close the deal. And last night was going to be the last night, but it was too windy, so Doug called it. So, yeah, my moose season is officially done. And now I go and focus on elk and deer with rifle. Other than that, I got a work day at the range coming up this week. So we're hoping to actually start filling the walls. Guys were out last Saturday. And so we're actually working on the sixty yard, used to be fifty, now it's sixty yard range. And yeah, they got an amazing amount of work done. But I was We say
0: fill the walls, like what are you guys doing? Like just uh, some saran wrap and a bunch of dirt in the middle there or, or what?
2: Yeah, so either side we got uh three by tens. So the surface mm-hmm. of the wall will be three by ten, then we just got geomat and then uh twelve inches in between of sand. Okay. So that'll that give us like
0: a eight, too.
2: 18 inches of wall thickness, which is right in spec with what you need for a berm of that construction. So cool. So, yeah, hopefully we can start filling the wall with some sand. And mm-hmm. I finally got another episode of the asylum edited and uploaded. So, really? Yeah. And that one I w- Recorded it back in yeah. April, Ooh, and I
3: or you recorded in April, and it's only getting up now.
2: Yeah, I've been busy with this other show. I don't know if you have heard <laughs> of it, <laughs> uh, but it was actually Dawson Creek's inaugural ORPS match. Cool. So talk with the match director, and yeah, so little delayed, but it's finally up and out. And that Ooh. is besides I going looking through my gun room and needing to do a lot of tidying up. That's about
0: it for me. So you're putting the bow away for the season.
2: Yeah, I, I might bring it out a little bit. We'll see like Doug's heading out to the cabin this weekend. So we'll see how the elk are doing. I might pull it out this weekend, but yeah, I think I'm just, I don't have meat in the freezer. Well, very little meat in the freezer. So stop screwing around and just take the rifle out.
0: You're, you're in a meat crisis. You got to get yeah. out there, take care of business. Mm, yeah fill the freezer i've got my bow out now that's why i was asking so um, yeah my bow is out. Bow
2: out i'm putting mine away <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i've got it out i still haven't figured out whether i'm gonna hunt this year with my uh six five savage axis or i'm gonna use the uh uh the maverick uh i might use the maverick
3: maverick mm. i vote maverick
0: mm. yeah that maverick. with the bipod on it like all the fixins. QD push button, USGI sling. So it's some sort of like detachable, crazy bipod, detachable mags, big, like ridiculous scope, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You approve.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to have my hunting rifle built for hunting season. But as we were talking Monday night, having some issues finding stocks, which I still have to go review Look at all the stocks that were suggested mm-hmm. there Monday night. So I'm still shooting the Tika but it's instead of the 280 AI proof barrel, it will be just in its 25 watt six form.
0: I'm sure that'll kill a deer or elk or whatever oh. you're going to point it at. It's
2: already been well, not an elk, but it's already proven to kill a few deer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: A couple.
2: They're not bulletproof. A few, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, Kelly. All right, you so with?
3: I did a few things. Uh, last weekend I was in Lower Trent Valley, which is in near Trenton, it's in Frankfort, Ontario. So I spent the whole entire weekend there. The first day that I was there, it was a maple seed, and uh, we did pretty good actually. It was, and by the way, we were upholding the new no rain thing because it didn't rain at all. It was what? Like warm 23 degrees and sunny, and it was awesome uh the range itself is a great range uh we've already booked for next year there are two dates already because it's such a great range and it's close to home too it's only an hour and a bit from my house door to door so i can drive there the morning up so uh we had a, a really great day we had it was all adults we didn't have any um youth on the line and we had four riflemen And we promoted one of our instructors as well. One of our IITs, which is the instructor in training. We promoted him to a full instructor. So Kyle Kincaid was promoted that day. It was awesome. And overall, it was a really good day. Uh, Great shooters as well. Uh, We also had, uh, we stayed overnight in Trenton and got up early the next morning. And we went and had a ladies day at Lower Trent Valley as well for the CCFR. So we had 42 ladies that came uh we just basically had shotguns. So they were up on the shotgun range. They were doing trap. And then we also had the pistol bay working and also the rifle. And I was on the rifle range and we had some really sweet, sweet rifles out. Uh, we had that Tavor that we were talking about previously that was chambered <laughs> in uh, 5.56. Five, and then we also had, uh, as a treat, we had the uh, Kadex and it was the Kraken, I believe. Yeah, Kraken. So we did a draw for that. Uh, We had, um, basically, it was so much fun. All the ladies smiling from ear to ear. Uh, We had an opportunity to talk about the CC bar. We also had an opportunity to talk about making a smart choice the next day when they go to vote and things like that as well. So I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Lord Trent Valley. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to Dave, who is the president of the club for arranging all of this and also to nick who is somebody who was our liaison for the ladies day and he did so much work it was catered they had prizes it was awesome so we had a really really good day uh and then on monday night to right after work i drove up to ottawa and uh took part in the ccfr election night party it didn't go well And uh, yeah. And then I uh, got home at about 2.30 in the morning and then went to work. Um, So it was a long night on Monday night. But hey, Uh, it was also lots of fun as well to go and hang out with the CCFR crew up in Ottawa. And uh, so tonight after the show, what I'm going to be doing is get together my Ipsy stuff because tomorrow morning I'm going out to the range and we're going to be building a level two match. That's going to be happening this weekend at Frontenac, uh, rifle and pistol club. Uh, so there's going to be the final qualifier that I need for it. And then, uh, but I'm going to be shooting with the setup crew tomorrow afternoon. I'm squatted with them. So I'm going to be squatted with Kelly as well as Dave, who is from Lower Trent Valley. I'm going to be seeing him tomorrow. And then on Saturday, I'm going to be working the event. So, or the, uh the match, so I'm going to probably be scorekeeping or patching or whatever. So I'll be doing
0: that. Tablet, I'll... do the tablet.
3: Yep, that's what.
0: That's I'm the easiest do. job. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so um, two alpha,
0: two yeah. alpha, alpha Charlie.
3: <laughs> we like using steel as well, so I'm probably I don't know. I like volunteering for the steel so that we can reset re- it up and everything because, anyways. It's lots of fun. Uh, Everybody that we're working with is a great crew too. So it's lots of fun. So we'll be doing that this weekend. And then maybe on Sunday, I will take the night off or day off and just all veg because it's been so long. I think I need a vacation. I'm pretty sure I need a vacation. I don't know who I am or where I am or what day it is anymore. Just saying.
0: Thursday. It's um, slam fire and chicken night.
3: Hmm. No chicken tonight.
0: What? You messed up your days. I know, right?
3: I had chicken last night, although I have chicken every night. (laughs) Anyways, so, yeah, maybe I'll take a a vacation soon, Soon soonish. Anyways, okay. That's it. Let's get into upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. It's the Canadian digital agency that works exclusively with firearms Vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at com. So we have some upcoming Maple Seeds with tickets available. So Lloyd Minster and Drumheller, uh, Drumheller, are they still available? They're
0: going to be open toot suite here.
3: Yeah, see that you put them a on days. there. A couple days. Uh, so the one that we put out, uh, not last night, night before, uh, for Crumlin in London, that sold out literally in two minutes. When you when it got when I went out to people, I watched it. Tick, tick, and done, done. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so I'm going all right. And uh, there's a lot of people that are emailing me about waitlist. Uh, you can add yourself to the waitlist for it, but I'm not sure that you're going to get in. So just saying, all right. Uh, go to mapleseedriflemen.com You can check out the events that are there that are available, but a lot of them are sold out as well. There's... I think there's going to
0: be some in BC. They're going to be added right away, right? Yeah, that's
3: that's right. Yeah. So Rick's going out there and trying to get that all squared away with our uh, shoot boss, Darren, that's in BC, but uh, they're just also, they've been impacted by those damn fires. You know, I bet it.
0: I, I know someone at the Kelowna range that maybe Rick should talk hmm, to. About maybe. Getting yeah. Maple seed out there. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so anything going on with these new restrictions in alberta it says it doesn't impact maple Sea, no. but is it impacting any of your events that are happening no okay all right outdoor events
0: to... no impact we got the vaccine passports now but i think that's for like restaurants or something outdoor events
3: mm-hmm. not so much okay uh kyle do you want to talk about Quinnell's? sure you... uh, uh is
2: holding a two-gun competition and night shoot, November 6th and 7th. So, Adriel and I will have to talk. Maybe we can carpool out Carpool there a out match. there? Is
0: it warm enough? Is it warm enough to shoot in November out there? I got enough well, we, lights to put on guns. Well, that's where I'm lacking,
2: is I don't have lights i have one light so i need to find another light
0: tell you what uh i've been asking uh like claris and uh (laughs) nightcore and that kind of thing for flashlights they've been sending them so if you need flashlights i got a guy who's got some couple flashlights you you know a guy do you Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) sounds good yeah uh, i mean quinnell beginning november it's a toss-up but i've shot three gun at new year's so in minus my 20 which i've sucked. shot in it was november and
0: december in edmonton i have to imagine that quenelle will be nicer weather than Ed- edmonton right
2: hmm. potentially it's still hmm. mountainous so what's the drive
3: okay <laughs> dress for it you both wear snowsuits okay true but, yeah <laughs> yeah All right, it's November. Enjoy it. It's in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. (laughs) It's gonna be cold. Just where a
0: nine-hour drive. All right, from Edmonton. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. There's not really a way to stop over in Grand Prairie on the way. It's it's not exactly. We can meet in Jasper.
2: I was gonna say figure out a way to meet okay, and hit after, in your jasper. You
3: guys, after the show, you can plan your <laughs> right? But there might be other <laughs> listeners
0: who want to go to the same thing. We'll get a couple of people, yeah. we'll put them okay. all in the if battle van if
3: Saskatchewan if and anybody get from Saskatchewan or Alberta would like to travel with uh Kyle and, and Adriel, please send them a private message. Thank you. There, that's <laughs> how you do that.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Kelly. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> all right, ready for Kevin? Sure. Okay. From Kevin S., uh, Thunder Bay Combat Club, or TBCC, is holding their next IPSC match on Sunday, September 26th at the Nalalu. Okay. Um, as usual, uh, we'll be shooting four stages plus one qualifier. Bring 100 rounds to be safe, and the match fee is $20 prepaid on practice score or $25 <coughs> for a walk-on. So if you cool. are going to be holding a match and you want us to talk about it, send it to us like Kevin S. did, and we'll be happy to do that for you. And we also have a Bonneville IPSC match that's, uh, or practice. I'm just putting
0: that in there right now. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I'm on their mailing list and they seem to be doing it every other week. They have these little IPSC practices. Mm. If you're in the Bonneville or like somewhere in the, in between Alberta and Saskatchewan, kind of in the middle area, uh, Bonneville runs these bi-weekly, it seems IPSC practices. I would get on those cause they're, um, inexpensive. Are they free? I don't know. Like I've been to I've been to a couple of them, and the last time I was in Bonneville, they had one on the same day. I was like, oh man, I wish I had knew how to grab my belt. <laughs> but uh, uh check those out if you're in the area.
3: Cool. Perfect. Um, everybody's talking about my cooking at stick night, uh, and everybody loved it, ruffled grass, and I'm officially the slam fair mom. Why not? I'm also the um, maple <laughs> seed mom as mm-hmm. well as everybody else's
0: mom. CCFR mom and CCFR. uh CCFR <laughs> mom.
3: How did I get that old?
0: I don't think you can can be the mom for the CCFR.
3: I just turned around and everybody is like, oh, my babies have grown up. Push them out of the nest. I like pushing people around. (laughs) Uh, Ladies' Day, stay tuned. We have some more that are coming up as well. Uh, We'll talk about that. Uh, Mighty Peace River, October 2nd and 3rd. you want to talk about that there, Kyle?
2: Sure. This will be the last week I bring it up because registration deadline is Sunday. But uh, Mighty Peace Regun team match is in Peace River, first weekend in October, October 2nd, 3rd. $160 per two-person team, and there are currently 22 teams registered. Sweet. Wow. Yeah, so getting those numbers up. Uh, contact steve on on Peace 3Gun page on Facebook to register. I've laid registries, bottle of rum to must accompany your registry. I come out. Bunch of us, like I don't know when I'm heading out. I know a bunch of people are heading out the Thursday, spend all day Friday, and then we'll shoot Saturday, Sunday. It's just a big party, basically, and a three gun match breaks out. So, and speaking which, I need to design a shotgun stage for that because I volunteered to design a shotgun stage. Summer, so there
3: will be a Death Star out
2: there as well. I'll bring my Death Star out there. Nice. Yeah.
3: All right. That's it for events, guys. So let's uh, get into the news. All right. Uh, but before that, we do that, I'm not doing the banners or whatever news. So oh, why don't okay. we bring up the, um, the firearms rights court case update? So I know that in the main topic we're going to be talking about a little bit, but there are some updates on that as well they've posted. Uh, the CCFR versus Canada September 22nd uh, case management conference. So there was a case management conference that happened uh, yesterday and date. Uh, so the uh, CCFR as well as other applicants... Uh, They have to file and serve all remaining affidavits by October 1st. These are the things that uh, they've been directed to do. All respondents' affidavits must be filed by December 10th. A new case management conference will be held early in December. So that just basically means that there will be a case conference between everybody. Cross-examination of all the affidavits are going to be happening by uh, January 21st. So you can see that this case is uh, moving forward quite quickly. Uh, motions uh, recorded by um, by everybody will be are filed by everybody by February twenty first. All respondents' motions recorded by April first. Uh, affidavits in reply f- uh, to interveners' application. So what that means is anybody can apply to be interveners. Uh, so for example some of the people that we don't want uh, to be interveners will probably uh, file for that. The applications have to be in by April 8th and uh, there's actually a whole list of this. So guys, uh, if you want to look at this list, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's also on the CCFR website as well. So while you're there, uh, go and read this. It gives you a breakdown of what to expect. Uh, There's going, so the last piece of it is they're expecting likely late summer or fall of 2022 to be a five-day hearing basically so but they've uh already been told uh, some of the dates that things have to be scheduled by go and have a look at that uh, but uh it that being said uh the legal fund donations it's more important than ever to start donating towards this because hey, the election happened and <laughs> we didn't get the outcome that we wanted. So uh, go on over to this CCFR while you're reading this. Go and become a member or renew your membership and also uh, send some money. Send an EMT to finance at firearmsrights.ca or donate at firearmsrights.ca or go to the donate button and click on that. You can also donate money that way as well because the OIC challenge is going to be a little expensive and that's basically our a shot or the only shot we have currently right now so any thoughts on that guys? So, summer summer next year summer it's, it's gonna be at yeah. the summer.
0: earliest that's that's the schedule yeah. right now other stuff Thanks. might get in the way
3: right so there might be some motions that put it into place like for example uh they might file for an extension of the amnesty because
2: i think they've already filed for an injunction on that uh Correct. april 11th i think they're hearing that <clears throat> yeah so I think um, that's a big one for for me is just the outcome of that.
3: Right. And the reason now is. Now that because, they actually have
2: a full court schedule.
3: Right. And the reason is because we only had two years amnesty, and it was April or uh, in places of May 1st, right? A year ago. So that'll be the two year date. Just saying. Mm hmm. Any other comments on it? Besides socks? Go donate.
2: So we have to continue Remember. going through with it. <laughs> mm
3: hmm. All right, uh, new gun stuff. Uh, so new gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Action Coffee. fire is a brand ambassador for Bolt Action Coffee. Has anybody uh, ordered the new stuff that's coming out? They're putting out another limited edition of November Eleventh uh, coffee. You guys going to order it?
2: Yeah, I'll order. I haven't ordered any yet, but I you will. You should.
3: You need to. Mm-hmm. Talk to me after the show. Anyways uh the coffee is roasted in small batches it really is some of the best coffee that you can get here in canada it's also veteran owned so go over and do it you can have it sent to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com use the discount code Slamfire, all one word capital letters and Mm. tell them we sent you order the new stuff because it's limited edition it's a little gucci we call it gucci because it's a little expensive but it's worth it all the money is donated back to veterans in our community so go do it right new gun stuff let's uh take that away adriel
0: yeah you bet uh so the first one i want to show is this new double alpha 550 mini Mm. case feeder so the 550 is uh is popular because it's one of the more inexpensive dylan's that still uses like full size dies, unlike the square deal um, but it, it's not like go fast like the 650 or like the 1050 or anything like that. No. But it doesn't mean you can't just add a couple of things on it to make it really go fast. So, Fast Toys has the mini case feeder. Um, oh, that's not bad considering 200 bucks mm-hmm. and uh, feeds cases pretty, pretty good, pretty reasonable. Uh, to use the case feeder with 300 Blackout, you need just need to Dremel some stuff. Neat, I love it, cool. I but actually watched just, the
2: video and he said you can mm-hmm. use it for 223.
3: Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. On two, the two, video, three, I watched mm-hmm. the uh, double alpha video that was on that Gunnets post and he said up to 223. Hmm. Like, I love it. It's a game changer for the 550. Mm. Very,
0: very they
3: interesting. Feel hot. He had a drill at Dremel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you know me um yeah i do <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's the um, that's the double off and then you can get those at fast toys for 212 bucks i don't know how fast toys prices their stuff they've always got like <laughs> really weird pricing 212.14 for the price on that one uh i don't care as long as they're inexpensive uh and then the next one i wanted to show is snj is going to have a batch of beretta 1301 mag tubes made up uh so if you want something that's specific for the canadian market uh that is one piece of steel uh for your 1301 uh S&J will have that
3: awesome tell simon we said hi okay Alrighty, that's it well let's get into the main topic shall we
0: all right, we are live. And for the main topic, we're speaking with Daniel from Calibre Magazine. Daniel, welcome to the show.
1: Hi there, Adriel. Nice to uh, nice to be here.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So you're from Calibre Magazine. What are, what are the kind of things do you have on the go? And maybe uh, let our listeners and, and viewers know about Calibre Magazine, because some of them might
1: oh, be yeah. li- living under a rock. Maybe they've never heard of it. So Calibre has been been it for the last 10 years. Um, I had my start in automotive journalism, uh, I graduated high school in 03 and then Went right into working at car magazines, uh, worked through university there. Uh after the recession, obviously the automotive industry took a, a little bit of a kicking. Um mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, after that, I should go into the, the the stability of the firearms industry. Um with print media no less. So um I did. And uh it's been 10 years of that now, and that's the full-time thing. This latest um few weeks we've been pretty pretty distracted with this gun vote uh effort that we did which was a strategic voting engine um analyzing some of the ridings um Mm -hmm. and trying to find ridings where there were enough gun owners uh that we might be able to influence the outcome um ultimately voter turnout in this election was the the story of the day and and people just didn't go um so Mm -hmm. it wasn't we didn't see the results we wanted from it obviously um result we want that I, I don't think is anyone's surprise. Uh, so that was kind of the last little bit and now I'm back to uh, we're going to print here in well I guess three weeks or so now. So um I'm back to just getting the content in and working on photography edits and layouts and ads and all the normal stuff. So I see. Cool. What what are the
0: what kind of um, uh, content is going into the next ep- issue here? Is uh, That's well, is that
1: I... top secret. <laughs> well obviously I'm hoping your headphone review will be in there um mm-hmm. because i'm i'm a bit i mean a i'm a new dad but i'm also a pretty avid motorcyclist and whatnot and track day enthusiast of all sorts and i take ppe pretty seriously and i think ear pro is something that a lot of shooters just kind of gloss over like i watch guys just throw orange foamies in their ears wrong most of the time and it's like <laughs> oh man you know you'll you'll pay for that i've lost hearing from working in this industry it's a serious issue um so that's hopefully one. The other one is uh, the part two of uh, another big one, obviously, is the part two on um, how Uzi Gal ended up building uh, his submachine uh, gun in Ontario, his last submachine gun, the 201. Uh, and the, the follow along to that is uh, we have a writer that's been working quite closely with a historian uh, and how Bill Ruger ended up buying that design and spending like 25 years or something just around with it, trying to make it into the perfect little police carbine that just one of those kind of like letting perfection be the enemy of the good. Mm. Um, and it's like, so it's pretty interesting stuff. Um We have a used gun, obviously, or, you know, normal used gun reviews and stuff like that. Um I think we have a couple of things. There's a handgun review in there. I can't remember what that one is. Oh, I 92X, I think. Um okay. we got a bunch yeah. of stuff in the calendar that's kind of, it's hard to keep track of, because it's kind of that this is the time of year where we do the we're wrapping up this year's content and trying to schedule out all of next year's. So it's kind of the, Oh God, there's so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And where can, uh, where can people find the, the magazine? Like where, where can you buy it? Is it subscription only? Can you buy it in stores? Uh,
1: It's you can get it in stores. So we sent it out to, I believe, 150, 160 something retailers. It's mostly independent retailers. So like not Cabela's Canadian tire and stuff like that. Um, They actually, don't want it there because it has ads for the independent retailers in it. Now the mm. independent retailers we send it to don't have a problem with that oddly enough, which is why people should always buy their guns from independent retailers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so most of your independent family run shops here in Vancouver or down in Vancouver, that would be the, uh, the reliable guns, the wand stalls, that type stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise you can go to calibermagca slash subscribe uh, and get it for it's 30 bucks and we will mail you six copies directly to your door every two months. So, well, one copy every two months leads to six <laughs> annually should be true <laughs> you will not get six magazines every two months that would you yeah, no. yeah. i'd be dead
0: if the <laughs> math checks out i think that'll work yeah that's pretty reasonable uh, that's yeah. for uh for a specialty magazine like that and of course you've got
1: the website as well where you've got a lot of content on there right yeah and and that's i think the, the big thing that anyone's listening and thinking about it the money just goes back around to the content because we try and kind of maintain the position i mean i'm for my own personal interest in the firearms hobby is, is largely like I got into it with um, sporting clays and trap shooting and shotgun sports, uh, largely because that was the only accessible shooting sport near where I lived. Hmm. Um, but as I get further into the hobby and as I've gotten, I mean, I've been in it now for 15, 16 years, I think, shooting um, and professionally doing this for 10 Um my own personal interest is trending more towards the historian type stuff. And I've really struggled when I'm writing a lot of my historical content, specifically on Canadian content. I struggle to get it. I struggle to find out the stuff. Like when you go, like, oh, what's the history of Cooey? I don't know. Where where was it? You know, Coburg. Okay, well, where was the factory in Coburg? You have to dig so hard to get to this stuff. Um pre-internet. So yeah, I anything think pre-internet's yeah, mm-hmm. impossible. I was trying to find
0: uh, there's a uh, I don't even know if it's an urban myth. There's a myth around why the Valmet got skipped over. Um, I've heard it. I was looking for information to see if it was true.
1: Couldn't find anything. And that's really yet. I mean, anyone, everyone's heard the mythical tale of the 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 Gun Digest it was marked up by mm-hmm. the Kim Campbell liberal committee. And there's a supposedly a page that says the AK is bad because it's the Rambo gun. And that's supposed to be in some gun shop somewhere. Someone's got a copy of it, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's one side, but even within our own community, we struggle because I mean like our uh, Blake Stevens has been a tremendous asset to the firearms community for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Canadian author wrote a ton of books um, was kind of the preeminent gun historian for a long time. Uh, Canadian guy passed away. Uh, he's his wife. Unfortunately, the interest just isn't there. And, and a lot of those books are going to come out of publication. Like you said, once that stuff, if it doesn't transfer onto the Internet at some point, it disappears. Right. So I'm kind of trying to do that. And that's what that's what we do with all the all the subscription dollars is just pay folks like you to write articles that people might want to read about and hopefully add to the historical relevancy of our community.
0: I don't have anything historically relevant for uh,
1: articles. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll get you there. We'll get you there. I'm looking at, I'm eyeing up a little Ross Cadet, 1912 Cadet 22. <laughs> Might send that to someone out and go, hey, learn some history stuff. So, yeah, I think the oldest gun I've
0: got right now is from 39, and that's my grandma's 22 that she gave me. And that's, uh, but I have, no, I can't say that. I've got a World War I uh, 303
1: as well. But I don't, I don't really know. I think mine that. is. I think it probably my Mauser. I got that 1900 Mauser that's mm. all restored that was on the cover a little while ago. But I'm thinking about actually selling that. Honestly, mm. pretty gun, but I don't shoot it. It's Yeah, too I don't.
0: That's that's <laughs> typically what happens with mine. I buy. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, now I'm going to sell it. And the only thing I keep are my competition guns or like just the heirlooms that I can't uh, I can't get rid of or uh, my my uh, ancestors will uh, will do something bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, one of, I guess one of the other things we were talking about just before the show started here was, uh, yeah, so the vote happened. Liberals got a minority uh, government. Uh, they had promised a whole bunch of crazy stuff in their platform, uh, some of it uh, fairly impactful, some of it stuff that we already kind of have. Um what, what's your take on it? What's uh, What do you think is going to happen over the next, let's say, 18 months? Let's pick that number out
1: of out of the air by random and see. <laughs> what do you think we could happen <laughs> over that time? I mean, in the broader scheme of things, I've got a whole different prognostication. But in terms of gun ownership in this country, um, I think, honestly, it, it's tricky to say because – Politics, everyone discusses politics from the perspective of this snapshot in time. Where are we currently looking at? Or retrospectively, where were we in the election? Everyone's starting with the election result. We're already days removed from that. It's irrelevant already. Um, Politics Mm -hmm. is a stream. It's always moving. It's fluid. Uh, People have already responded to the election. People that may have voted a certain way already feel differently about their vote today. So I think it's important to consider as we move forward, um, obviously, as a community of gun owners, to take a pretty rational view of things and kind of go take stock, basically, um, and go, where we're at right now, we've got the OIC, which is basically stalled in the courts. And I'm not, I mean, this is where I would prefer someone like Ian Rock would be much better to talk about this stuff. of what the legality is with regards to the OIC still being before the courts and potentially the amnesty expiring while it is still before the courts. I'm not, I, I can't see how we would legally be required to submit guns for an OIC that is currently being debated before the courts. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that will work and I can't speak to it, but um, the OIC certainly does stall a lot of effort in that regard. They can't just start doing stuff. Now, the more important issue that gun need to recognize is that from here on out, what's going on is a lot of internal politics. Um, the Trudeau liberals will not consider this a win if anything the conservatives in the days after the election are starting to recognize this as a win because i think i and many people listening to this will agree that when justin trudeau called this election none of us were optimistic about a conservative party victory if you'd said oh i don't know if gonna win i would been like really uh okay <laughs> cool uh sweet what where what did what are you on um but it got better and that's i think the disappointment you know we all saw it kind of go up and then the disappointment yeah. slump at the yeah. end yeah yeah Nothing is worse than clutching defeat from the jaws of victory, but it wasn't really that much of a defeat. He didn't lose much. If you start to look at a lot of those GTA ridings and you start to get down into the actual nitty gritty electoral math of, well, if you go, I mean, Ontario, they lost by about 4%. So if you go, well, if they had 2% more in a bunch of those GTA ridings, I think that gives them 50 more ridings or so in the Toronto, or at least 10 in the Toronto area. Um, mm-hmm. If they get 2% more, if they get, and then how does that translate in Quebec and the Vancouver? Does that suddenly get them to now they're in the lead again? Yeah, potentially it does. So it's not the crushing defeat that it feels like. It's, it's a slight, it's not the victory we wanted, but it's almost not even, it's just almost a tie for where conservatives were. Now where the liberals were, yeah, they saw a, a step back. They saw a pullback. There wasn't much support. Um, mm-hmm. Their vote went down.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And as a result, I mean, jeremy J- J- Singh as well. I think a pretty good guy. I mean, I don't, I don't have an axe to grind with the guy, but you know, he's not returning numbers that Tom Mulcair nor Jack Layton did. And a lot of those old school, Charlie Angus type NDP guys might be starting to look for someone that can return more reliable numbers. Um, so internally, Justin Trudeau's looking at probably by now, what we can actually say is succession planning realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the conservatives, you know, Erno tools to asked for his leadership review. And I think that's where we have to, as gun owners, turn our attention now is what's next for the people that do support us should be reaching out to the NDP and trying to say, Hey, you know what, you guys are a blue collar party. How are you not getting seats in rural areas? Oh yeah. It's because you've got a terrible gun policy should be reaching out to the conservative party and saying like, you know, this is the guy that that we're running with now. That's, that's the debate that I think gun owners have to have. And I think ultimately that's where we're at, but also two more to your point because I rambled so freaking long. Um, I don't think a whole lot will happen because these internal politics and this internal strife that goes on at like literally a caucus level where you might have an individual member from an individual riding who is kind of a thorn in the side for one of these individual leaders and causing problems. um, That'll take up a lot of time. So I don't expect that we're going to see a lot of movement on this Mm -hmm. unless there is a high profile crime. And that's always the The second there's a high profile shooting, man, there's the political catalyst. They they'll do everything that they've wanted to. And every single other party will support them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like there's a couple of things from uh, legislation that's already in place. that's a little bit troubling that they could just deploy and make things either a mild pain in the butt for us or a major pain in the butt, depending on where in the country you are. Right. Uh, And in terms of uh, uh, helping those cities, uh, ban handguns whichever way that's going to happen or uh, or the oic but i think i think the, i i would hope that for the oic uh we're able to get a the appeal on and stay on that so that uh uh we can um, see what happens with the court battle right
1: yeah i think you know minority governments typically don't last very long it's 450 something days the average minority government in canada <clears> throat> um throat> It's not long. This one lasted a lot longer because of COVID and they had the emergency powers. So they could operate largely as a majority. Mm-hmm. Um, like we won't see that this time. And people brought that up in the previous election. Oh, it's a, it's a minority. They don't last, et cetera. And then COVID, you know, kind of blew the world up, but we kind of have to go back. We can't, we can't let that impact and be like, Oh, it's just gonna be that again. No, I think the house, the, the result returned was largely the same electorally. Like you probably have the same MP you did before, but it doesn't feel the same. Like I said, I think I put a comment where like, and I said it in another thing of this, this election was really kind of window dressing for the next one. This one's set up. No one was, unless someone was going to get a strong result, which it was pretty apparent. No one was going to, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be kind of asking for a reset. I also don't know. I mean, there are serious questions that if gun owners are looking for reasons to feel good right now, here's some, Uh, can Trudeau win a majority? Those, Those are questions that the liberal party is asking itself right now. Can he win another majority? I mean, just Twice. He can't. I don't think he can. Yeah. Um, well,
0: for the next you know? election, there's there's going to be a lot of fallout from COVID, whether it be uh, inflation or affordability that are go- there are going to be problems because of uh, just the the damage that it does to the economy and the damage that governments do when they when they try to uh, uh, handle this kind of thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so that's... My, so that's
1: my big prognostication. Is I honestly think between the uh, the economy, we're, we're one quarter into a recession. Well, not a recession, but one quarter down. Uh, GDP Mm -hmm. shrunk in the last quarter, and the first month of the fourth quarter was already showing a shrinkage. So two quarters in a row with shrinkage in GDP is a formal recession, so we may see recession headlines around Christmas. Uh, Inflation obviously doubled the estimate unexpectedly, so that will probably continue. I actually kind of expect that we'll Mm -hmm. see Trudeau actually, this is my wild ass guess, so hold me to it at your leisure. I think he's going to take a walk in the snow sometime around Christmas. Uh, I think he's going to say that the dealing with the COVID crisis and saving all of our lives has uh, been very hard on his family. He's going to have to take time away to deal with that. And I think he's going to hand the reins off to Christopher Freeland. And I Freeland. think the rest of the parties right around January are going to see that as a massive attempt to rebrand the Liberal Party. And they'll pounce on that as an opportunity for an election. And I suspect that we're casting ballots again before next summer. So he's,
3: hmm. so he's already said 18 months uh, if he doesn't get a majority. We already knew that. But we also yeah. know yeah. that uh, with the uh, the turnout for the election and the results that all of the parties will be going and basically they'll be going and uh, looking at uh, new leadership for each of the parties. And you're absolutely right. Uh, he's already making waves about uh, setting up Christina Freeland for the party. Uh, for the next leader of the of the liberals so yeah i believe that too i'm not sure it's going to be in january um uh, but i know it's going to be soon and or that's my feeling as well based on the conversations that i've had so um yeah i think that you're on the right track there and I-, I don't think anything's going to be enacted right away. Uh, one of the reasons is because, again, uh, like you just said, uh, some of the leaders have did not show well, like Amy, uh, Anime Paul, as well as uh, saying he didn't do as well as they had hoped. And also, also, um, they're going to have to have because they're a minority. They're going to have the support of those other parties, and they're going to be going in and electing new leaders. Basically, we're yeah. going to. Yeah. So
0: it could have been, it could have been a lot worse. Like most of the provincial governments, when they, when they did their elections during COVID, they took strong majorities. Uh, well, mm-hmm. except for Nova Scotia, but that happened after the feds announced this thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, like going into it, as, as soon as he announced it, it was like, ah, here it comes. Here comes yeah. the majority <laughs> because mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, oh, it's during COVID. Okay, gotta, got to leave the captain steering the ship. Can't change captains midway. But, uh, I was kind of pleased to see it just being like, nope, you just get a a minority and that's all you
3: get. Well, essentially it was $610 million spent on exactly the way it was.
1: The only concern though, and this is the biggest flank that's been opened up for gun owners in this, is that a lot of conservative pundits, including people in the conservative party, are going to be looking at this election's results and saying that it swung on the gun issue. Mm -hmm. And they'll incorrectly, they will incorrectly attribute The swing to the issue of guns and not the handling of it. And I read there's a fantastic article from Matt Gurney where he interviews a conservative party insider today. Totally recommend reading it. Uh, Good postmortem that goes through all the issues that they sort of confronted. And one of them they just addressed was that they don't know how to communicate on guns. And they absolutely don't. I mean, they don't have. I mean, Fred DeLore, they'd love to point out that Fred DeLore was an NFA lobbyist, but it was for three years. He's a professional lobbyist he does this for a living he's worked for numerous groups uh, three years the nfa is not necessarily i mean i'm not an expert on gun politics well, let's be i've real. been covering it for 10 years you know like
3: damn let's be real he was tainted in the last election uh, not, maybe tainted is a bad word um but it wasn't a good thing in the last election and it was again linked to a tool in this election and people actually have long memories on some things uh and it was brought up but we also know that there was reasons why the first debate was held in montreal and they didn't have anything else uh, for O'Toole, and the gun issue was one big one. Obviously, they turned it around because uh, the Conservatives were in a, quite a substantial lead uh, going into the French-language debate, and then uh, the French-language debate brought up guns, and then also the response, which he had to actually uh, respond to, basically flipping, and then that lost his core demographic, or essentially those hardliners in the core demographic, and that again uh made people think about some of the other parties that were available to them the other parties i
0: wonder uh, it would be i would be really curious to see a survey on when if if they were to survey people on like why they voted the way they voted because we talk, we're talking about guns mm-hmm. because the news was talking about guns because the liberals are talking about guns do people actually care or do they no. care about other stuff i I'd assume that they do their their homework and this polls well and that's why they 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 hammer on it right but so like, well, that's, that's like looking at a business and saying, okay, they're marketing at an NHL arena. They must be doing that because it, because it works. And I, I'm in marketing and I know that, uh, plenty of businesses do that because they just okay. want to appear like they got a big and dick mm-hmm. and it doesn't do anything for them.
3: So those people that were consistently vote conservative, uh, that maybe are non-gun owners because there's a lot of conservatives that are non-gun owners, uh, The other parties were trying to use some of the pandemic and they did successfully. uh, Some of the pandemic measures to, to swing people over from the conservatives over to another party. That's it. Sure.
0: But they like the, the conservatives pulled away some from, from the left. They left a little bit on the right for the PPC to pick up.
3: Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, Leger and uh, Angus do public polling on the issues beforehand and they're, they're the primary in, I think they're still the internal primary pollsters for a lot of this stuff, um, but ultimately they found that uh, pre-election, and this is where you, so guns are guns are an asymmetric issue. Um, when you actually pull the general public and say, you know, when you drop a ballot in the box, what's the most important thing to you? It is always healthcare, or the economy. It's number one and number two, and guns never even ranks within the top fifteen. The highest we've seen it was twelfth at one point. This was like back in 2011, I think. Um, <laughs> this election, it wasn't in the top fifteen, but. By the midway point, when Aaron was tanking, the assault weapon ban was the number one reason for voters in Toronto, as polled, not to support the Conservatives. So it becomes a thing where they they won't huh. vote for it, but it becomes a they reason not vote to support them. someone. Right. And that's right. where it's it it demonstrates Looks itself well. as a as a communications problem, masquerading as a policy problem,
3: okay. because we so, don't
1: have a policy problem. No one's as many people die from lightning.
3: Right. So none of us uh, so during the election, again, it was a 38 day election service one ever. But what we also saw is after those uh, we saw the liberal candidates in their writings and Twitter was just full of it, as well as other social media like Facebook uh, was full of specifically the guns and that um, that. Um, the Conservatives were going to bring back the assault weapons. So there's nothing about the economy, there was nothing about whether there was going to be a tax increase or that we're in a recession or that the there was a little bit with respect to you know, the Liberals saying that they're not going to be putting a tax on home sales. Um, so, But what every single one of them was putting on their Twitter feeds or on their Facebook was uh, O'Toole's going to be bringing back assault weapons. That's
1: it. it it felt they, very they, much like sheer and abortion all over again. Yeah. Where it's just bouncing back and forth, and it's kind of like no one's providing clarity. What's,
3: what's the real issue? The real issue is an assault weapons because there is And I don't think that's the real where it exposed are, the communications problem. Right. The real issue is our economy. Nobody cared about the economy. They cared about uh, making sure that the OIC wasn't uh, reversed. So that's it.
1: And I wish that he'd been able to pivot because I think. Uh, if he'd had a, a, a good a good comms uh, brief on this file, he would have been able to pivot so immediately to, OK, Mr. Errol are you going to ban the air? Are you going to uphold the ban that Trudeau passed last year? No, because the ban he passed last year are not assault weapons They're firearms that are very rarely used in crime. It will cost us one point seven billion dollars. You know, as many people are killed by lightning as firearms in this country and homicides. It's simply not a policy issue right now. I want to dedicate our resources towards blank. And now you can pivot. Now you're bringing up housing, well, mental that's, health, underfunded okay. stuff.
3: So that's what he was actually. He chose to deflect and step away from it. And what happened was he said, "Okay, here's what, how we're going to tr- we're going to target this. We're going to actually increase um, funds for the border control as well as uh, smuggled guns." And that's what he talked about. And that's how he tried to divert or get around the subject. He didn't want to talk about it because he didn't actually want it to be a talking point like it was after the election. Not al- or after the French debate. What happened was we, as gun owners, we brought it forefront as much as other people did. Oh, yeah. Like we yep. were our own worst enemies. We literally shot ourselves in the foot.
1: I mean, full disclosure, now that it's all behind us, the that article that I wrote on it when he changed his stance. And I said, everyone get angry, write a write a letter to your conservative candidate, but recognize they're still our best option. Mm-hmm. Um, that was written for two reasons. One, it's a chance for gun owners to exert power. Email any chance I have to tell gun owners, go and email the people in government. I'll take it. So second of all, you can clearly see that Aaron O'Toole is looking for distance. Like he's looking for distance between the gun community and himself when he makes these claims. When he says, no, I'm going to uphold the UIC. He's going, I don't want to be affiliated with them right now. Right? Meaning, so be because, publicly angry. Say he's stabbing us in the back because otherwise it just bleeds into that. No, he is just working with the gun lobby. He's he's gaslighting us and dog whistling them with his, you know, diversive language about no, no, not assault no, he's weapons. To, like,
3: well, he's trying to ignore, or he's trying to push it to the side so he's not making yeah. an issue because he knows he was core demographic as, as well.
1: Yeah, I think also too, though, it's it's a lack of, to be honest, just a lack of willingness to take the issues head on. I think that the Conservative Party... Uh, campaign OLO needs to basically every morning start their day with Pierre Trudeau's footage of just watch me, and take that attitude out into the campaign trail and say like, no, we have plans. We've consulted experts. Analogy, we have though. campaigns. <laughs> it is, but you got to be. He also won. I mean, Trudeau said,
3: because it's "Okay, it's if your name's like, Trudeau, you're going to win." Let's just be real. Okay, <laughs> so let's move on. Let's find somebody else who won that isn't Trudeau. Because anyone gonna, that's bold, we're going to hang up on you. <laughs>
1: Anyone that's bold, right? Like it's just it, you have to be a little bit bold. I think it, the best example of this is twenty fifteen, right?
3: At the election uh, during the English can- uh, debate, he was just bold and just told everybody off. And if we yep. had somebody like he doesn't want to be prime minister, he just wants to take care of Quebec. But if we had somebody who wanted to take care of Canada that way, they might actually win. Exactly,
1: and that's I think it's policy. I think this is to get into the absolute ten thousand square foot level. I think this is basically a failing of. um Policy by polling where they've gone to effectively uh, focus groups and committees to develop policy and it's sucked the soul out of wanting to lead. I mean, if you want to be the prime minister, you have to have a fire in your belly and you have to have a desire. Like you got to be able to okay. say in four years, I want to do this. I'm going to have an impact. You know, if you don't, if you don't have there's that,
3: gonna, but there's going to be people who are going to have fire in their soul and impact and, mm-hmm. and want to do impact and everything. And they do it for, let's they do it because they actually have that, um fortitude and they and they want to help the country and they want to guide the country. But let's be real, uh the people who get elected aren't those people. The people that get elected are shifty as shit. Just saying.
1: I think sometimes so you see like some of them can conjure it. Like the Pierre Polyabs of the world, the Maxine Berniers, mm-hmm. they can conjure this this uh, deep seated desire to
3: Max Max didn't win a seat and Pierre stepped back. So and he didn't want to run for the party this t- this time. So. No,
1: You can see it in the moments like it's, it's the moments where they do stand up and and mm-hmm. go toe to toe to someone and say, like, no, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to acquiesce because I mean, there's so much acquiescing to modern day. A reporter asks a hard question like, are you going to keep these guns banned? And he acquiesces because he's mm-hmm. scared of the, the answer he's got. He's the experts have told him this is the correct policy. And he just doesn't. It's it's the personal stress of, you know, having to take the, the heat. Um, we need someone. I don't that know if that was that.
3: I think that maybe he was I think maybe yeah so some of the people in the background have said to him you know what just divert and let's look at what the actual facts are oh for absolutely us, yeah right? i mean they right? their like,
1: electoral math and said the gta writings that we're polling that we need to to flip two percent don't like this stuff right um but i don't think anyone liked his answer better like i think honest to god if you go back in time and go if he had just said him, said no i am going to give those guns back because the 1.7 billion dollar waste of money so instead of wasting the money there i'm gonna go spend it in mental health in surrey and toronto I don't think that answer plays worse than what he got. And it buys him three more days on the campaign trail where he could have talked about affordability sure. and other issues.
2: So here's a question. Um, if he didn't flip flop, if he stuck to convictions said yes. And, and pivoted like you were suggesting, which do you think would have hurt more sticking with uh, repealing the OIC and sticking to the guns and his conviction pivoting Like you were saying, or or even not even just pivoting it like you you said just sticking to your convictions which do you think hurt him more the the not sticking to the convictions because we've seen him flip-flop a couple times on a few different issues or was it yeah
1: I mean given the vote result is effectively the CPC base with the vote turnout that we got you can say that they they basically got everyone that always votes CPC voted CPC this time um so given that you can kind of take the candidate almost out of the equation said they just did what they do. They did. The party did what the party does. And the candidate largely didn't influence this positively or negatively. So with that said, I don't I think he probably would have done better because a this is this is where this is, I don't have the data. I'm sure that Fred DeLore is screaming somewhere. Going, no, you didn't see the polls, buddy. Like, shut up. But um, effectively, I kind of feel like uh, there was a lot of polls around the issues of trust this election. Trudeau not having it, his ethics scandals, whether or not people wanted this election in the first place. So when you set the stage with all that stuff, um, you're really looking for a politician. People are looking to elect a politician who they can trust, who's going to be square straight up. Tell them the straight goods, not bullshit, that kind of thing. That's where I do think if he had just said no, and I'm not going to because here's the following reasons. Everyone that owns those guns gets a daily a record check. It's going to cost two billion dollars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that would have played out better because up until that point, he had successfully done a great job of playing the well-versed, intelligent, unafraid policy nerd. Where, you know, Aaron, you're talking about privatizing healthcare. Well, wait, no, actually, hang on a second. I'm talking about adding it. You know, not. he didn't shy away from that. He wasn't, if you're not scared to wade into the healthcare issue, which is so freaking complicated. I don't know why he was afraid to just say like, because when everyone asks him the question, this is where I feel like he didn't have an expert. He needs an expert to literally say the first words out of your mouth have to be this because that's a soundbite. It has to be, no, I will not support the confiscation of semi-automatic rifles from people that get daily criminal record checks to keep them at a cost of over probably $2 billion to Canadians. That's more than we spend subsidizing the RCMP federally. Mm -hmm. There, there's your soundbite. Now it's not a question. Now people are going, Mr. Trudeau, why are you banning these guns? It's going to cost more than the RCMP stimulus does every year. What? Why? Why don't we just double the RCMP, or well, I don't know, add port police to stop any of the drugs?
3: <laughs> I think um, that if I think that if uh, we had switched the English debate and the Quebec debate, the dates and the times and the questions, that it, there might have been a different uh, outcome maybe
0: so afford- affordability would be good it would have <laughs> yeah. been good to talk more about affordability i think it's it's probably going to be th- the thing that people regret the most over the next mm-hmm. couple of years yeah. is mm-hmm. not getting a, a government in that was more concerned about affordability yep and uh yeah i think in two in two years time i hope it reaches a, a boiling point of people pissed off about affordability
3: well dan's absolutely right we're headed into a recession we're going to be seeing a uh the sustainability of housing it's not gonna be happening. Uh people aren't gonna be able homelessness, everything. We're not gonna be able to basically buy Christmas time.
1: Good.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean Christmas all the consumer debt headlines are the thing that they run around Christmas time already, right? They love Ooh. to talk about credit card debt at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. So
3: well, I'm looking. I'm I'm old enough to remember uh, a couple of the um, really bad times, where mortgage rates were almost 20 percent. And I'm thinking that we might even be headed in that direction soon if we if we can't turn things around.
0: Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably inflate it away. They'll they'll inflate it away before they do that.
3: Oh, help. oh God. Anyways. <laughs>
1: Not this is help. so uplifting. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> no, it is. It is. This, is, so this you... is why you guys talk about alcohol so much on the podcast. <laughs> you need to to get through it. Gee, we'll think, people be drug you, addicted, uh, homeless, but we might have a cooey, Yeah, I think. Well, get, so two years. Let's let's say it
0: takes two years. Let's say it doesn't happen by Christmas. It happens by Christmas. Like God help us. But uh, let's say it takes two years. Uh, the country's going to be in a worse condition, ripe for change. I think people people don't vote out the leader when the country's doing fantastically. They will vote out the leader if it's doing not so fantastic. And uh, two years and is I about right. One one to two years is about right for this whole thing to blow up. All yep. the debt and all the. Uh,
3: I can't uh, handle that. I'm I'm going to be moving to Texas, you man. Have a,
0: you have a solid job. Don't worry about it.
2: I'm
3: someone to else,
0: Texas. That's yeah. someone else will feel the heat for the next two years and. <laughs> And then we'll, and then we'll get real change and potentially uh, real change that can, that can help us.
1: I hope so. And I hope that, I mean, the one, the one thing, and this is, you know, not to delve into that other party that we haven't talked about, but I mean, you can only ask for votes never owed to you, but nonetheless, you also have a responsibility as a voter. And, uh, I absolutely do not have a problem with people using their vote as a form of self-expression, but you're an adult, um, you live in a country with a mes- Westminster-style parliamentary system. You should be responsible enough to do a little bit of research into how that works and how you interact with it. Like that's a really basic thing. You know, you can't, shouldn't just rock up and be like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. you know, like if that's what you're doing. Do a little bit of googling.
3: A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people don't know or understand how the how the election process works here in Canada at all. It's, it's scary, very hard actually. to build
1: something, and it's very easy to have it torn down, is how this system works in Canada. That's why we've only ever had the Tories and the Grits as our leaders for 150-plus years, Is because it's it's really hard to build a new party in this country, and it's really easy to tear them down when you do, because mm-hmm. you're effectively splitting the vote no matter
3: what. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am dating myself. <laughs> I am that old. Okay. And you're absolutely right. The PPC, uh, let's just name them. Uh, The PPC, uh, they are not going to be a viable party for several, even a couple of decades at least. Look at what's happened with the Green Party, NDP as well. Will they even survive this? I'm not sure.
1: I mean, Max has said he's gonna have a leadership review, and I'm wondering if that also means that they're going to start bolting infrastructure onto that party. Like if they're having a leadership review, maybe people ask questions like, hey, maybe we should have a say on our party policy since we're the members. Mm-hmm. Um and as they start adding that infrastructure, it'll just take away what that party is, which is basically a, a right-wing QRF. Like it's just a right. quick reactive emotional, like I said, form of self-expression. It, it's it was gun owners that got angry instead of gun owners that got angry and thought about what to do.
3: But who was who is the backbone of that? <laughs> So it was gun owners that got angry, but who also bolstered it and gave them a few more votes. Let's be real. They went, uh, they still didn't get 5% of the vote. So they're not going to be, so they have no seats. They don't have a leader that was able to get his seat, obviously, since they have no seat and they didn't get 5% of the vote. So they're not official. They're not going to be invited to anything for any upcoming elections either.
0: I thought they got (laughs) 5% of the vote.
3: What?
1: No, nope. I thought they no. got 5% of the vote. Nope. No,
3: they're still at 4%. Mm.
1: And I feel like, I mean, I'm not trying to sound judgmental because I know some people here in Kelowna that were kind of PPC supporters. Um, mm-hmm. None of them are the sort they're going to stick around for things like plenaries. Just going to say it now. Uh, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. So I'm not really sure if this, it, it might just kind of lose its momentum as it gains officialness almost, uh, if mm-hmm. anything. Because I mean, I've, as people start having to be like, what, I got to I gotta work with an EDA to be a, a PPC or not? I may yeah. as well just be a CPC guy. This is just big government.
3: <laughs> I think that it gained uh, it gained popularity or gained people and it's based on what we're currently going through. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Canadians are not happy about everything that's been happening in the past year and a half with this pandemic, people are just tired and I can appreciate that. I'm, I'm tired.
1: Do you think the election would be different if it was held today? If everyone elected, like just not, 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 not if that one didn't happen, if we could all just do a redo, if everyone Mm -hmm. said, you know what, go right back to where you pulled, drop another ballot in, we're not really sure how this one went, how do you think that would go?
0: I think it'd be worse for us uh, because yeah. what I what I see on Reddit and that kind of thing are people like, oh, we lost to, if we only would have voted strategically here, mm-hmm. we would have got the the conservatives out. So potentially it'd be it'd be worse.
3: I think it actually would have had a little bit of a change in some areas. People would have uh, NDP might have come out better. I also think that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things that were released today that had a li- might have had a little bit of an impact on the liberal. Mm, yeah uh, votes yeah. as well. So it's weird that,
1: that was released today. so I know, strange. Right? Yeah.
3: I don't know how that happened <laughs> anyways.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: So Ryan, Ryan Semper said that the PPC is listed as a corporation with no constitution, no policy uh, convention. No, they haven't. And no. basically, uh, Max just appointed himself as leader. So no leadership race. Uh, so if uh, a leader makes themselves a leader, uh, so he's going into it, makes all the policies and has no accountability uh, through a constitution. What is it? Dictatorship? So-
1: Mm. Well, I watched I watched a documentary (laughs) yesterday on this thing called LuLaRoe, where people basically paid in to multiple levels of a marketing system. And it it had a plan Mm -hmm. that looked like this. And I think that's kind of similar to what Max is building. It's it's triangular structure, you know, and you pay in and the money just goes up to the people at the top. And then everyone at the bottom just never gets anywhere.
3: Okay, I'll say it. He needs his salary. He needs his hundred and hundred and ten, yeah. hundred and twenty thousand, and he doesn't have a seat in Parliament. Let's be real,
1: or a resume that would get him a job anywhere. Like well, you he left a- top secret documents at your girlfriend's house. Like yeah. anyone that's ever handled anything to do with top secret anything. Why were they even at his girlfriend's house? Like,
3: well, oh a, yeah, the, there's yeah.
1: He's so yeah. small government. He doesn't even believe it when he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He is a lawyer and he has, he's been a uh, MP for the Conservatives. He knows, he knows, he knows Parliament. He knows what he's supposed to do. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. yeah, Good chat about uh, about politics. Um, Dan, uh, where can people find more about uh, Caliber
1: Magazine? Oh, Facebook, Twitter, and calibermag.ca. C A L I B R E. M A G dot C A, spelled the Canadian way, and the Americans pronounce it Calibre, which is always fun <laughs> when I go to shop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's I, cool. uh, yeah it's, hi, I'm here from, hi, the, you know, my name, my ID, you oh, know, Calibre. See. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think it's based on like, you know, Aguila ammo, too, right? They I, I, I don't Calibre. complain. Yeah. I yeah.
1: always, I mean, I always get a kick out of there's a German magazine called Calibre as well, exact same spelling, because mm-hmm. obviously German. And yeah, uh, yeah we went, Drinking with those guys last year, that was fun. Those Germans, man, Oof. they put <laughs> it back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Don't know anybody that's German. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it would be easy to to sit here and, and talk for another half hour, an hour about uh, about <laughs> politics and what could be coming for us as gun owners. But uh, we'll have to have you on on a different night, uh, Dan, to uh, to dig into it a little bit more. But thanks for you coming time, on, and uh, yeah, it was definitely a pleasure.
1: Yeah, awesome to be on it. I've, I've listened to it since, I mean, God feels like, well, 15, seconds almost like, yeah. Like, I remember when episode one came out with the little microphone bullet logo, and I was like, yeah, that's a cool logo. Um, so it's been a long time. So,
3: yeah, sorry about awesome. that. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Anytime, man.
1: Now that I got my sweet studio set up, too, it's a lot easier.
3: All right. Oh, yeah.
1: Awesome. Talk to you guys later. Thanks, later, Dan.
3: Thanks. Once again, thanks to Dan for coming on and talking about, uh, well, basically, What's happened this week? Maybe we'll have him on again and hopefully in maybe by January see if what he said comes true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. I don't want to do another election that soon. I hope you guys are wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to be January. I think it's going to be uh, one year from this date.
0: One year from
2: now? October
3: is the new date.
2: So calling yeah. it in the spring or another
3: The only, the five only five-week election? Yeah, the only thing that I can see of an election coming up anytime soon is if uh, with a new budget that comes out and there's no confidence vote. That's my just my thoughts. Not that I have anything. I don't know anything about politics at all. Just saying. You
0: know some people who do.
3: No, I do, but I'm not. I haven't talked to them about it. But I think that mm. there's a budget that's going to be coming out, and I'm not sure it'll be supported. Uh, but I do know that the literal the uh, leaders for the other parties they're going to they're going to be putting in a leadership uh, race that's going to be happening because nobody did very well in this election nobody how can nobody do well any of the parties do well like none of them they all did crap they're...
0: i think that's ge- that's generally politics though you just dislike everyone you vote for the one you dislike the least
3: no i'm saying that all the parties did poorly this time
0: it depends on your like perspective
3: Ani- anime yeah. didn't win her seat right max well, didn't the, win uh, his seat
0: okay, okay. so yeah, some we'll some parties did poorly
2: <laughs> because they
0: got the more and, votes
3: right yeah. Singh lost seats and the conservatives gained some seats ish uh but he didn't do well and he didn't win so that's going to be a leadership election so everybody's going to have a leadership yeah. election sad to say and the minority, the liberal minority, he's going to need the support of other parties to pass anything. Just say Which you'll get. He will.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. The only one that's happy right now, I think, is uh, the uh, Bloc Quebecois. That's it. Just doing their own thing.
0: I kind of, <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I kind of jealous a little bit. I wish we had a, an Alberta party that just did whatever they wanted to and just oh, wrecked yeah. it for the rest of everyone else. Showed up to the the federal party uh, uh, um, debates and that kind of thing, picked and choose what they answer, not really caring about all the other stuff. Oh yeah, if I, oops, oh. I pissed off the other provinces, doesn't
3: matter. Okay, so <laughs> if Quebec sets precedence with that, and they are now considered a uh, nation. Why can't uh, Alberta do that? And they use their distinct status as uh, being a francophone, um, a francophone province. Uh, can, you know, Alberta can be a distinct society as well because they're all rednecks, right?
2: I was wondering. Yeah, that's where that's you're our language. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry, Alberta.
3: <sighs> Just. It's <sad>. fitting. <laughs> Kidding. I so why did you guys to laugh? But it's true, though. It is a distinct society as well. Alberta. So- yeah Yeah. okay uh listener feedback let's get into it uh listener feedback is sponsored by army dc gunsmith by the way i placed an order with denis today actually last night and he fulfilled it today my god that man is so nice and he also turnaround time is so quick so just anyways uh, Army DC Gunsmiths is full service uh, gunsmith. who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, kish finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new guns, ex- firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. I was on there yesterday, and he has some really nice stuff on there right now, so I ordered an optic, just to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out uh, his Facebook page, and you can also follow him on the Instagrams as well. Tell Denis that we said Hi. And again, he's a really nice guy and he listens. What, so. what
0: kind of optic did you order?
3: Oh, I just ordered a Vortex. Crossfire. Two. Three to nine.
0: For three gun, for maple seed. H- for...
3: Hunting rifle. Just mm, a okay. cheap hunting rifle. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. yeah. Got a good deal. And again, he's sending it out right away. So super fast. Service is wonderful. Tell him we said hi. Amos. All right. So, Adriel, can you read this email?
0: Hi, handing out CCFR pamphlets over the last three days, I was watching people's reactions. Costco, shopping mall, residential streets. Some avoid eye contact and you in general. Some seem not to care. Some said they already voted liberal, but most with the reaction showed a disgust and hate for blackface. Comments like, are you kidding me? Or not this guy. That was encouraging, but I'll be surprised if the libs get a boot.
3: That's from Chris. Anyways, mm-hmm. So, obviously, he wrote this before the election, so we already know oh, yeah. what happened, so he is correct, um, but that's not the, um, that's not unusual. We got some of the same reactions from people as well. People, once they got the pamphlet, they were pulling up their signs, too. Mm. Huh. So, it was interesting. By the way, the leadership race here in Kingston, it was the closest it's ever been, so Mark yours since the one, but still, it was the closest it's ever been. You in, lost? Uh,
0: in my writing, it was uh, not even close. Yeah, no. <laughs>
3: no.
0: Mine, uh, mine
3: too. Mm.
0: Edmonton Centre went uh, Liberal and Strathcona went NDP. But the, <sighs> no. they call it Redmonton for a reason. And mm-hmm. uh, but like the rest of the outlying areas are are pretty solidly conservative. A little bit of uh, BPC going on.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think okay, we were
0: 35,000
2: votes for the Conservative, and the next one was like 6,000 votes. Yeah, it's not even close. It's just
0: to blow up no. in the rural areas.
3: Uh, why don't we bring this up to here? Don't step in the leadership. Uh, parties are all globalist. Okay. Um...
0: Yeah. So uh, we were provincial. If, if Ontario provincial government changes over uh, next year, uh, something might happen to your guys' handguns. Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm
3: so yeah i'm curious to see what's going to be happening tomorrow i know there's going to be an announcement in quebec let's see what happens there and then also yeah is that public yet yeah they were talking about it there was a there was a news article that was published today about their
0: unprecedented announcement on firearms coming from quebec yeah that was one day ago. Well, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should pull that up because I pull it up then. Yeah,
3: that might
2: be worth yeah. talking
0: about. Yeah, I mean, some of our Quebec listeners might want to know what's coming down. What's coming down is uh, is you're probably going to have to sell your handguns for cheap to uh, me and Kyle
3: in Alberta.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's your only option here. Uh, The provincial government will make an important and unprecedented announcement on the issue of firearms. Quebec Public Security Minister Genevieve Gilbo said on Wednesday. Uh, The announcement expected Friday comes the official opposition at the National Assembly is criticizing the Legault government for what it perceives as inaction on the growing number of firearms-related crimes in the province. Uh, Unprecedented announcement on the issue at the end of the week. <clears throat> a spokesperson said the government will allocate funding but not did not say how much or what other resources will be devoted to this file and that's okay. it
3: <clears throat> 1 Boy, billion dollars from bad. the federal government
0: billions <laughs> and okay. billions I, I, I and a, billions I have
3: a question question uh uh-huh. okay so our uh, Quebec who is a Nash, uh, is now officially a nation why are they getting anything from uh, the federal government when they are, are they're are nation, nation within
0: Canada? When they need stuff, they're not a nation. When they don't need stuff, they are a nation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anybody in Quebec, come on over.
2: See, this is why we need burdenation. Yeah. nation <laughs> I'm
3: just wondering. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know, whatever anybody. I'm not saying anything against anybody who's from Quebec. I'm just saying if you are... So, I'm taking over for Trevor. Um, I said it last week, or
2: not last week. I said it earlier today to you guys. I wish, actually, all the provinces took a cue. Maybe not do exactly what they're doing, but the same style, saying, "Uh, you know what, we're just going to make our own laws and screw you to the Federals. And, yeah, I think that's be the best course of action across the country. It would be easier. Maybe not helpful for the people who live in Quebec or Ontario.
3: Ontario. So...
2: So what's it? So Alberta.
3: what's Lots what's the heart. announcement
0: going to be? What's it like we we we've guessed a couple things here. What's the announcement going to be?
3: I I Dimes to Donuts. It's a handgun ban.
0: Hmm. Is it a ban or just not approving
2: transfers? Like,
0: well, they said they're going to do something major, unprecedented, mm-hmm. and um, in terms of what they could do, so they have their own registry. They could do something weird with that. Yeah.
3: I right. don't know that they
0: could ban s- other things that aren't banned. Like they couldn't just turn around and ban like semi-auto rifles or something like that. Cause it's not really within their wheelhouse of what they could do. Uh, they definitely could ban handguns because yeah. that's something that uh, the provinces, I think they can do based on C whatever
2: 21,
3: C 21 the- died on the floor. So, but mm. it was part of the liberal, it was part of the liberal election Um, Platform that they were—they said that they were going to be doing that. So I'm—I'm—they're going to put one billion dollars towards that. So
2: I think think reasonably. What's going to happen is no more transfers. So you can't go buy a new gun. You can't sell a gun, and your transport permits are revoked. Oh, until until they have figure out how to go and confiscate. I think that's.
0: That sounds so terrible. It's probably true because that's exactly <laughs> what they would need to do. No, it does. Like, well, are they going to are they going to have this like spelled out and figured out? Of course not. They're going to do something <laughs> horrible to to uh, everyone in Quebec for uh, handguner owners in Quebec for the next. There's going to be mass
3: mass exodus.
0: Mm-hmm. Come on over. Uh, no, Alberta. Alberta's Alberta. better.
3: I know yeah. Alberta's yep. better, but there's you'll find that more.
0: we don't actually hate okay. people from Quebec, and everyone's welcome here.
3: So lots again, of jobs. how does that happen? Quebec is right. a nation; they want to do their own thing. They want the money from Quebec, or they want the money from Ottawa, and they also want money from Alberta too. So keep that yeah. born in too.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, so of course, that's, that's where it comes yeah. from. That's yeah. what the excess. That's where the excess comes
3: from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually um, uh, uh, Albertans uh, send the rest of Canada four thousand dollars per capita per year. Okay, uh, that doesn't cut. That doesn't come back.
3: Yes. All right. Yes, we miss Trevor. I'm not Miss Trevor. We are missing Trevor. Uh, Vince misses Trevor in his sarcasm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so potentially handgun ban. I think uh, Kyle, which you just mentioned as possibility sounds spookily accurate okay. to what's going to happen. <laughs> Revoked transfer. Um, I would imagine, I would hope that, um, and not, uh, not hope for uh, the rest of you, but hope for myself that a bunch of cheap handguns go on, uh, CGN's EE and, uh, anything I've, it's just bad timing. So I'm moving right now and I don't really want to mm-hmm. grab it. What I might have to do is like have some bu- buddy of mine, like buy a bunch of handguns that I point out to <laughs> him, uh, which I then buy from him later. And that's a, called a straw purchases. Day. No, it's not. <laughs> he purchases He's going to legal
2: owners. Legally own it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: And then later and, on, I'm going to buy it from them.
3: Right. Hmm. Not that you are taking advantage of those poor people in Quebec.
0: Oh no, I am. That's that's what's <laughs> yeah. You might call it uh, a a, a duress sale, <laughs>
3: <No.
0: laughs> sale under duress when they yeah. when they have no other choice. Yeah. Um, but if you're in Quebec, like um, don't buy any new handguns in the next couple
3: of days. <laughs> no. <laughs> This, uh because yeah, it know. might
0: turn out poorly.
3: Yeah. So we'll know I mean, by tomorrow what happens. Good luck. Yeah. It's gonna be a monthly yeah. ride, I think, for everybody over the next uh year and a half, two years, just say.
0: Some more than others. Yeah.
3: If you're Certainly in Quebec or
0: BC or on
3: uh Ontario yeah. alright for a year. Yeah. Uh dougies I'm not sure. Okay. Anyways. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, it's radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Patreon supporters. Uh, we have no new Patreon supporters, but if you'd like to support the show by and allow us to get content to you, go to patreon.com and backslash the backslash or forward slash slamfireradio radio. Um and then we'll make sure that you get some swag out to you. And I think at some point we're gonna be doing new swag at some point. We need swag. I'm out. Mm-hmm.
0: Poor Mo has to sell guns, oh, or God. move, or move. Moving's an he, option too.
3: I think. Can he not move to the Ontario side and just work in, in Montreal?
0: I don't know. He should.
3: Yeah. Or he's, he's an angle phone, anyways. Think
0: long term, and just come out west, or even longer term, and move to the states.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just moving down to, down to Texas, and going to go and hang out with uh, Chris and Tim.
0: Texas I love should Texas. be awesome.
3: I love Pro- Texas. Crosness. So nice. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll sleep in their shed out back. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Uh, shout outs, Adrian.
0: Oh yeah, just to the the Maple Seed crew. They did, uh, they did a match on, uh, not a match. They did an event on Sunday, and uh, didn't need to be there. And now it's just, it's just happening. So fantastic. I'm multiplying now, Kelly. There's going to be multiple shoe bosses. I know. Product. I'm
3: at that point, too. It's exciting.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And not only that, we're multiplying with the same name. So you know what? That's
0: <laughs> cheating. There's I not know. very many age reels out there. Come on. <laughs>
3: hey, you know what? Blame your parents. They should have named you Chuck or they should have named <laughs> you Steve or Mike.
0: Mike, Steve or Ryan or Mike or something like that. Yeah. 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 that would That would have done it. But uh, no, it's it's fantastic. It's um, like one of the things we need to do to, to make this thing work long term is we need other people taking it up succession and uh, and planning. running it, succession planning, and uh, and sure it's happening. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's looking so good.
3: Trying to make that happen with a few of my things. And on that note, uh, tonight's going to be my last night with uh, Slimefire Radio. Letting you guys.
0: No. <laughs> I, I see a refusal letter. Uh, I've seen too many of them. Sorry. I can't accept it. Um, better try. Uh, better luck next year.
3: Really? It, it, I, uh, okay. If I was serious, I wouldn't be smiling. But at some point, maybe I would be. Mm. All right. Succession planning. Refuse. That's why we have Mo and we have half uh, there. So you refuse you're not allowed to refuse <laughs> <laughs> all right mo what about you
2: mo actually, is no mo. not here
3: Still mo oh show. kyle yeah <laughs> i'm looking at norbert <laughs>
2: that was
3: last week <laughs> i know right. i actually uh, know norbert as well that's awesome i'll see him i'm gonna see him tomorrow go sorry
2: Nice. uh Doug, for the many nights out in the field, even though we weren't able to close the deal. Thanks for coming out or taking me out. And that. And Lyle, Eldon, and Pete, for the amount of work that they got done on the ranges last week. I was busy recreating, hunting, whatever you want to call it.
3: You were and armed hiking. That's what you were yeah. doing. You, armed were,
2: hiking, yes.
3: yeah. You were armed and you were going for a hike, but you didn't. You didn't uh, actually get anything, so it was arm time, nope. right? Yeah. yeah, that's fair.
2: But yeah, they were out working on the range and got a pile of work done. So that's awesome. Thanks, awesome.
3: It's nice to see that the range is back up and running really good.
2: so it's getting there. Not quite yeah. yet,
0: but it's getting there.
3: Yeah, lots of work. You've been you need a maple right seed
0: through. range in there. Just yes. no no reason, but you need a yes. maple seed range.
3: And if yeah, well, we one. held
0: it there before we got
2: shut down. We held uh, I know.
3: There. Yeah.
2: I was yeah. Is he at Prairie Fair that weekend?
3: Mm. It's in the middle of nowhere, though, so I think we've only ever been there once.
2: It's not that far for me. It's only been the once. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. I know a guy. All right. So for me, I just wanted to say thank you again to Nick and Dave from Lower Trent Valley. I also wanted to say thank you to all the RSOs that worked at the Ladies Day event. We had uh, eight or nine of them from. Uh, CCFR, but we also had a huge ton of volunteers that helped from Trent Valley as well. They were the glue that held everything together and made it work. And 42 women had an amazing time. So I just want to thank you for that. Also to the Maple Seed staff that worked the, uh, the Maple Seed on the Saturday, a particular shout out to Russ R. I uh, just wanted to say that uh, thanks for hosting us afterwards at his house. He lives in the area and uh yeah we went and we had steaks and we had sat out like on Ontario and had this huge bonfire and we posted pictures and people were taking Adriel because apparently the IITs were jealous about the Ontario IITs and the fact that Adriel makes them sleep in a crusty old van <laughs> <laughs> so, it was an amazing night. We spent the evening around the fire, watched uh, planes literally take off and land from uh CFB Trenton. So they um they flew over the lake and also over Russ's house, which was directly across from the runway as well. So I could read the letters on the bottom of uh, all the CF18s and everything that was taking off. So it was awesome. I also wanted to say thank you very much, Tracy Wilson, for hosting us for the CCFR election day uh, coverage uh, party. Although it was not the results that we wanted, it was still a um, great to see everybody at that. But also the fact that she did so much work and she literally walked. She walked her feet off. Uh, I think she put in a total of ninety kilometers of walking in just Oof. a few days. So. Yeah. If you don't yeah. think that the CCFR is working for you, you're sadly mistaken. Like, they, we're like, yeah. Just wanted to say thank you very much uh, to Tracy for doing that as well. So, and crazy. She spent two weeks literally out walking and then hosts the party for the election night. It was crazy. All right. Uh, so, that's about it. So, go over to Gunners Canada, like some Facebook. Give us review on Facebook as well. We have that available to you. Join the CCFR, support them for the legal challenge, especially. And we'll see everybody next week. See everybody. Later. Later. See you next week.
0: So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something.
1: When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.